When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. This is Wildcat Insider with the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson and KMAN Sports Director, Mitch Fortner. Well, Wyatt's out of town. Got an early start to the uh, Morgantown trip, huh? Yeah, they left Sunday to beat the weather. Not a bad idea, especially since they also got to you know travel through Pittsburgh to get there. Yeah, plus Morgantown's a, I think it's a pretty cool place. So if the, if the weather's fine and you can get around, you can go to places or whatever. It's a cool place to go check out. Didn't spend enough time there because well, pulling in at midnight after you've bust from Detroit. To Morgantown uh, didn't allow for much. <laughs> That's my one Morgantown experience. I've been there. I think we went three times when I was doing soccer. I okay. Uh, welcome to uh, Wildcat Insider. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, AJ Shaw is back with us from the Windy City. He has returned home. I accused him of bringing the weather, but he says no, that we are always first with that. Before it gets to Chicago. I mean, kind of technically, sometimes, you know, it all depends. Right. AJ, how was Chicago? How's being back home? It was fantastic. Uh, Got to go home, see some family. It was good to be uh, able to see a couple friends as well and uh, watch the Bears embarrass themselves against Green Bay yesterday, which is typical. (laughs) They've been doing it my entire life and even before I was born. You... I think you put a tweet out there, right? How many times have the Bears beat the Packers in your lifetime? Uh, Twelve. And you're how old? I am 22. Okay, so not many times. No. Wow. Uh, well, that I mean, that's more times than I've seen, I think, K-State beat KU in basketball. I, I don't know I'm how 30, many times. I'm 33. How many, you're 33, yeah. right? I don't know about the early 90s. How many? T- I don't, no, I don't think it did. Because Bramlage was already open. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. So a lot of times. Not many times, I'm sorry. Now, I have seen K-State beat KU in football many, 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 yeah. many times. We found out a rabbit hole before we came onto the show. We were looking up uh, act- or, um, rock stars and how tall they are. Did you know Prince is only five, was only 5'2"? Yes. I had no idea he was that small. It's part of why the high heels were such a big part of his oh. costuming. Because that, and I mean, just because also it was part of the androgynous aspect of it. 
Wyatt Thompson not here, but we will hear from Wyatt in hour number two. We're going to hear from him most of hour number two. He's going to join us from his hotel room in Morgantown. We'll catch up on football, talk about the Pop-Tarts Bowl, chat about the Cats beating UCF. Uh, also, uh, look at West Virginia. K-State plays against the Mountaineers. First game against West Virginia without Bob Huggins in quite some time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Josh Eilert. It'll be his first uh, tango with the Cats since he has become head coach. And that tips off at 6 o'clock tomorrow with pregame coverage starting at 5 here on K-Man. In this first hour, we're going to hear from K-State women's basketball player, true freshman from Phillipsburg, Kansas, that is Taryn Sides. We also got to play a little game of Meet the Wildcats as well, tacked on to the end of that interview. Well, I asked Mitty earlier today about the AP poll I know a lot of K-State fans were upset. He's not, but he did have a few things to say. Um, I'll share some thoughts as well, but uh looked like you wanted to say something. Oh, I was just going to, to note uh, you bring up that it's Josh Eilert coaching at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Here's a flashback for you. The last time that K-State played a West Virginia team that wasn't coached by Bob Huggins, their coach was Bob Huggins. John Beeline was coaching well, at West Virginia. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Completely lost my train um, of thought. Oh, I was going to. sides, Mitty. Okay. So I was going to talk about what happens after today's show. Six o'clock, Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis and the three seed Kansas City Chiefs. Probably talk a lot of Miami. And uh, Tyreek Hill returning to Arrowhead Stadium. But after that, after that's what's really important because it's something we don't typically carry. We're going to cover the uh, national championship game. Yep. So if you're not able to watch it right here on K-Man, you can listen to it with Michigan taking on Washington. Speaking of not being able to watch Saturday night, Chiefs game, the playoff game, is on Peacock. Yeah. Welcome to radio broadcast. We'll there's, have it that yeah. night. There's only been two reasons why I've uh, ever got the Peacock Network, and that's because I the can office. watch The Office or WWE. Oh, yeah. Which they air their pay-per-views on Peacock. And uh, that's, uh, around this time of year, like leading up to Mania is when I'll catch up and start watching the Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania and stuff just to kind of watch the big shows and then going to cancel it once again. Interesting uh, noting here heading into tonight's game. Uh, I've just noted a couple of things here. The lines have been moving quite a bit through the day today. Started the day at a minus four, pretty well across the board for Michigan. Michigan. Uh, FanDuel has them at five and a half now, and I know ESPN bet has them at six and a half. I believe DraftKings had them at 5.6, so around what FanDuel had 5.6? Six point five point six. No, no, that there's never mix. there's never a point six. It's a point five. Okay, I must have misread it. Five point five, probably. So about what Fanduel was. He's from Illinois. They don't have. I I, they don't I have gambling there. They're working on Actually, it. Actually, we that, do. Oh, I mean, you you've got to have some way to you know fund Chicago sports gambling legal in Illinois. It is. Yeah. Oh well, shout out to Illinois. Interesting over number though, fifty five and a half. So they think it will be high scoring despite a little bit high scoring. I would, ooh, man, that's a tough one. I'm leaning, I'm leaning over, Hmm. leaning over there. Okay. But I'm taking Washington. I, I want Washington to win. You're a bold man. 
At that five and a half, though, that's tempting. I mean, kind of a neat way for the Pac-12 yeah. to go out. Uh, you know, I love it. I love cheaters until they actually make the championship <laughs> game, and then I'm like, well, good run you had. Now this make, let's make the story really good and have you lose. Uh, let's lead off here with uh, K-State men's basketball. They beat UCF on Saturday by the final score of 77-52. to Man, was that refreshing to see. It really was. It was uh, – every time I think of the storylines and how this game broke down and what all happened, I, I keep gravitating towards Tyler Perry's game in particular. It, clearly, I mean, there's no doubt. When it comes to individual players – he stands out the most because he scored 25 points. He hit six threes. He was on fire in the second half. And it's fair to say that this was advertised Tyler Perry that we've seen once or twice so far this year. But when I say once or twice, that was at the beginning of the year. That was mm-hmm. in early November. And I think he also hit six threes against South Dakota, South Dakota State. State. And that mm-hmm. was pretty early on in the year. And then kind of hit a drought where he was still shooting the ball for the most part. But he wasn't hitting the threes. It wasn't 40% three-point shooting Tyler Perry. What he was at North Texas, it was 32 to 34% three-point shooting from Tyler Perry. And the, the, the numbers weren't matching up. He wasn't a hot shooter there for a while. And then explodes. And in fact, the last three games had just been shooting 28%, 7 of 25. Well, and it, it all starts with the start of the game. Cats win the jump, miss a shot, offensive rebound. Tyler Perry aggressively shoots the fir- his first three of the game and knocks it down. He gets the first points of the game. I'm like, okay, so I mean that's another step in the right direction. I said it last week. I'm like, during Mitch Palm, I'm like, the only way Tyler Perry gets going is to keep shooting. Yeah. Just keep shooting. Don't pass up shots. And this has happened the last two games. It happened against Chicago State, and it happened, I want to say, late first half against UCF, where he passes up a shot, he swings it, Cats don't end up getting points, there's a dead ball, and Tang is shouting at Tyler Perry, shoot the ball. First, he's got to get Tyler's attention. (laughs) Tyler looks at him, shoot the ball. Tyler against Chicago State, it, it, like he received the message, but his head went right back to the game. I could tell by the look on his face the second time against UCF, it really registered. And Tyler shot the ball more ready, more aggressively. I mean, just the pop from the floor to the release. It was just, it was faster. And he was ready to shoot. Didn't think about it. Didn't think about the pass. He was more selfish. He shot the ball. And when the first couple started to fall in a row, Tyler Perry knew he had himself a game going. And he was alive. And he was going to keep shooting. And on Saturday, he shot the ball 11 times from three and hit six of them. He has shot it that many times in a game before, but not hitting six of them. Mm -hmm. If he has, it was the one of the first couple of games of the year. So I was glad to see him take, at least for one game, a turn in the right direction. Now it's how consistent does this get? Is Tyler here now? Is this Tyler Perry here to stay? 
Fingers crossed, I hope so. And, but what a perfect time for it to show up. Well, and and you just noted where my doubt lies. And it's not because I don't think that he can be a good shooter. It's the being able to repeat it and do so against a much different ball club. West Virginia is going to be one thing this week. It's going to be when you get to the weekend and you start to see a little more of the uh, upper echelon of the conference uh, as opposed to a UCF team that is coming from mid-major level. And, you know, Perry had his success against the mid-major guys being a Conference USA player at North Texas. Can he maintain that? Can he maintain what we saw against a mid-major transitioning to Power 5 in UCF and make that work? I would hope so. But I think that, to me, that's still the storyline. Tom Gilbert, SID for K-State Men's Hoops, pointed this out at the press conference. He said, as of after the UCF game, tallied up all the numbers, and he said that, I actually figured out the percentage of it, but I can't remember the exact numbers, but I'll, I'll, I'll use my numbers here. 74.5% of Tyler Perry's points so far this year have come in the second half mm-hmm. or overtime. K-State is going to really struggle to win games if Tyler is only scoring three points in the first half. Right. I thought having eight in the first half was great progress. And it was a lot more, let me put it this way, it wasn't as much dribbling in the half court. It was more dribbling when he had space to move or maybe had a guy off on defense. He more gravitated towards the bucket. And I thought that was better for the offense. Mm -hmm. It kept the offense moving more than what it would be if he was just dribbling in the half court not making any progress when it comes to opening guys up, maybe drawing a guy towards him. It opened some things up. Um, Now, the other real thought I had about this game was how well K-State played defensively. And Coach Chang pointed it out that, and I totally agreed. They've they've really been playing great defense the last four or five games, and I would totally agree with that. But you just don't notice it as much because – K-State, you know, maybe struggling on offense. It's closer games. They're having to grind it out against the Chicago States, and you don't appreciate it as much as how well the defense has been playing. I I loved inside the two how well K-State contested shots, and that was that was pretty big. I mean, UCF finished 38% from two. Yes. That's terrible. That That's awful if you're the Knights. 38% from two will not cut it in any single game. No, and it makes you wonder about that stage. First time on the Big 12 stage, is it too much for them at the start of the season? It, it's not going to get any easier for them. Oh, my goodness. Well, they should feel fortunate that they came on Saturday right. and not in a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. Or in any other home game for the rest of the year when the students show up. The crowd was really into it early, and that's because the product that K-State had on the floor had high entertainment <laughs> It, it was high. It was very entertaining. Let's put it that way. Right. Because you had Tyler Perry hitting a three. You had really good defense. Defense was turning into offense with the transition game. Cam Carter was getting fast break points. And by the way, the old alley oop to Cam Carter, which Cam has some 
ups. <laughs> if you can watch Cam from where I sit, scorer's table, you're at floor level. I, I don't know from the seats if you can tell how high he can jump, but when I'm looking kind of sorted down and up towards the bucket, it looks like he's going to jump out of the gym. I mean, Cam gets up there for those oops. And when you had just those plays stringed together, boy, did you have the crowd into it. And you didn't have a whole lot of students there. You had a decent amount. Right. But not a ton. It was a great crowd on Saturday. Great crowd, but it wasn't a ton of students. That great start really fueled the energy. UCF did not get the full Doom experience, but they got more of an experience than what you might normally Mm -hmm. get this time of year. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was very pleasing to have that fast start, which was probably my favorite four minutes of K-State basketball this year. I was pleased to see that this team took essentially what had been in their ears probably at length since the Chicago State game and took it right at UCF on Saturday afternoon, the same way that you mention it. The fact that there was confidence there that maybe we haven't seen in a while, it maybe even dating back to the first month of the season, there was confidence there in what could be done. And again, I go back to noting as something that we talked about a few weeks back, and that is Christmas break always tends to be a good time for practice. And coaches love to have that limited time, but it's good time for practice because you're able to get some things accomplished. And it makes me wonder behind the scenes just what those conversations were. But it showed that there was improvement on Saturday, definitely by far and away over what had taken place even with the Chicago State game. Well, and also to be fair, UCF is not the best offensive team. I mentioned in Mitch Palm that I felt that the best thing they do offensively is rebound. And they did really well uh, with the offensive boards in the first half. If K-State took away a handful of those offensive boards, K-State wins this game by 30 easily. Easily. Uh, Great performance really all around, in my opinion. Yes, UCF played better in the second half, but that's why I was so fortunate K-State was up 16 at the half. And what was even better is that they came out in the second half, steel energized. Mm-hmm. They won the first four minutes of the second half. They built off of yeah. their work in the first half, which we've seen not exactly play through earlier this year. Not only that, but thinking back through the schedule, they've not been in a position where they've had that type of a lead at halftime of a game. It has been where second halves have been the story for this team, much like Tyler Perry has been the second half story for this team. This time they get out to a sizable advantage and they made it stand up. They didn't allow for UCF to make any moves to get back in it. Meanwhile, for the K-State women's basketball team, they're off to their best start in the Jeff Mitty era at 15-1. and They go on the road and take care of the Knights of UCF in Orlando We could talk about that game. I mean, it's been kind of the same thing for the past nine games. Blowouts, taking care of business. But K-State fans are upset about that AP poll. The reason why is coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. 
So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we dig into more on Wildcat Insider, want to pass along uh, the latest on the cancellations and closures list. City of Manhattan will close all city offices and buildings tomorrow. So be alert to that. And more of the cancellations and closures can be found on the website at newsradiokman.com. Yeah, so if you're needing to get that uh, registration updated, you have to (laughs) wait an extra day. Stay home. That's the best advice. Stay home. Unfortunately, I don't get to take on that advice. Yeah, what's rough I'll for you? I'll be here tomorrow morning. Yeah, but you also live, though, all the way across town, like <laughs> literally across town. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll skate. <laughs> skate in my roller skate. I hope, I hope yeah. you have good balance. Uh, let's see. This does include City Hall, Municipal Court, Flint Hills Discovery Center, Sunset Zoo, all three rec centers, and the ice rink all closed tomorrow. Oh, gosh. AJ, do you like to ice skate? No, I don't, but I also live on the other side of town like Troy, so I'm going to have a very hectic drive tomorrow uh, tonight, probably. I, so. I, I live right here in Northview, so... Lucky. At least yeah. for today. Right down the road. Brother. 8 to 12, apparently. We could still see yet overnight. 8 to 12 inches of snow. Oh, I thought it was like 3 to 7. Yeah, Stephen Schaefer just sent a group message to us uh, in the news chat that... Uh, uh, KWCH is reporting 8 to 12, forecasting 8 to 12. Reminds me of that Hey Arnold episode where the mailman is like, I hate the snow. I hate the snow. He's like yeah, just right. singing this song about how much he hates the snow. And then he falls through this snow drift, walks out of it, and keeps singing the song. I know what you're talking <laughs> about. I do know that show, by the way. Are you? Well, you're not old enough to remember Hey Arnold. Was it on when you were a kid? I watched reruns of it though. Nickelodeon, for yeah. Those that don't right. know. I, I watched. I watched. Hey Arnold, reruns of it. Yeah, great show. What about? Uh, let's see. Rugrats. Yes. Uh, you probably not Doug. Doug. I, Doug well, is I actually did watch a little bit of Doug. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, where are we at? K State women's basketball. Boy, they are just on fire right now. They've won nine in a row, including on Saturday, beating UCF seventy-two fifty-six. Also knocked off Houston on Wednesday, 72-38. Cats are just demolishing teams right now. They've now won nine straight. And all nine, they have not allowed 60 points. They've All the opponents have scored under 60 points. Hmm. One side. I mean, it just that's without looking at all the national stats, which, by the way, if you go look up K-State's defensive stats, they are top five nation I mean, all over the place. Scoring, shooting, you know, you keep going. Cats are just top of the leaderboard all over the place. It's been a phenomenal season so far for K-State. Things, though, get real interesting this week. Yes. Oklahoma in town, Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Number 10, Texas, comes to Manhattan. 
for a Saturday matinee, 1 o'clock tip-off. Guys, get your tickets. KStateSports.com, 1-800-221-CATS. Come watch this team in person. Now, we could get into the UCF game. Let me just tell you, Cats took care of business. What everybody's been talking about, however, is the women's AP poll. K-State fans are upset because K-State, yes, beat two teams in conference play, one on, at home, one on the road, and yet they fall one spot. How does that happen? A one-loss team who is number 11, wins two games, and falls to number 12. Let me tell you why that happened. Virginia Tech, who has lost two games, won at home over number three NC State on Sunday on a shot with like one second left by Liz Kitley, who is considered one of the best players in the mm-hmm. in the nation. She's also a big, she's 6'6", um, very popular on social media and with NIL. Um, she got the inbounds play, went right to her, goes up for a layup, she scores, and they beat NC State by a point and knock off the number three team in the nation. And with that noise, AP voters felt that they now deserve the number 11 spot after they were number 13 in the nation. K-State slides a spot, and so does UConn. A lot of K-State fans were trying to argue, and I think there is an argument, Mm -hmm. that K-State didn't deserve that slide after you look at the resumes, and K-State has a better resume. NC State has lost to Iowa. So has K-State, but the Cats have also beat Iowa. They have one loss, and NC State has two. Jeff Mitty had a reaction, kind of, to this whole story. I brought it up to him at our press conference earlier today. Uh, I I have the full reaction. Here is uh, Jeff Mitty after his team dropping to number 12. Day one that I don't even concern myself with the rankings. I didn't need, I've said this numerous times, I didn't need the validation of a ranking. Everybody likes to be ranked. I think it's awesome that our fans are irritated by it. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not even paying attention. But, um, yeah, it's great for our fans to be paying attention. I don't think it's a lack of respect, though. I think it's the nature of when you creep up that high in the pole, there are going to be games inside that pole that are impactful, right? And uh, the way the Big 12 is, uh, we'll all have opportunities with those games. So um, we've got a big one against Oklahoma, and then um, and then we'll see uh, what the rest of the week uh, entails. But uh, we know this is a big week, and we know that uh, it starts with Oklahoma. It, it, it's going with what I've been saying all along. If you look at who's in the top 10 of the poll, almost all of them have been top 10 type of teams for a little while now. K-State is the new kid in town with being a really good team. They're still looking, though, to make their argument as being a top 10 team. When it comes to the voters, however, and I've seen this argument that these people don't pay attention to women's college basketball. They're just voting for whatever. They're voting for who they think are good. Well, yeah, it's different. It's different covering men's basketball compared to women's basketball. With men's basketball, you have... Access to games way easier. For women's basketball, they're almost all on online services. Mm-hmm. It's way harder for to actually watch these games play out. All these voters are going online to look at box scores and schedules. That's really it. I'm sure most of these voters know a handful of players, and that's it. I've said it all along that it's like this week where K-State proves to be a top 10 team 
by going and beating a top 10 team in Big 12 play. That is what's going to make them get over the hump. So just be patient and go watch the Cats get it done on Wednesday and Saturday. The one hiccup to the argument is the fact that Baylor right now sits at number four and unbeaten, which is why they're at number four. But one of their wins last week was against one of the same teams that K-State beat. And Houston. Well, and yes, and Texas lost. And I I thought that was interesting because it was a week ago. So this was first week of Big 12 play. And Texas is, well, they were playing Baylor, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, but Rory Harmon, who is the preseason Big 12 player of the year, is hurt. She's out for the rest of the year. So I was thinking, okay, you lose her and then you lost to Baylor at home. I mean, would that be enough to slide Texas all the way from the top five out of the top ten? Would that be enough for K-State to move into the top ten? It didn't end up happening that way. Texas does fall to number ten. But I wondered how voters would react to that because Rory Harmon is one of the best players in the nation. And now Texas is without her for the rest of the year. It didn't impact it as much as I thought it might. But then Texas, you know, their last game out just... I can't remember who they played, but was it the Houston game? I don't remember who it was, but they demolished him. So mm-hmm. Texas looked really good there. But I know we all want to see K-State be a top-10 team. If they continue to play the way they are, they're going to get there. And they're going to get there this week. A week from today, they will be a top-10 team if they take care of business like they have for most of this year. Other than the game, neutral site against Iowa. K-State still has one of the best wins in the country. Virginia Tech picked themselves up a really good win as well. I, I Very close to what K-State has. It just it was against a really good team. It just wasn't against the best player mm-hmm. in the nation. Uh, but NC State is still an amazing team, for those that don't exactly follow women's college basketball. But another reason why you should definitely go to the games this weekend, and you know, Oklahoma's Wednesday and Texas Saturday, not just those games, of course, try to get to the rest of the games. I mean, this is right. one of the best teams in K-State women's basketball history, and we've barely even gotten into Big 12 play. Aoka Lee is 23 points away from 2,000 in her career. So she is going to break the 2,000 mark this week. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And by the way, the last time she played Oklahoma, she scored <laughs> six, at home she scored 61 points. Yeah. Different team now for Oklahoma. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. Y- y- you never know what happens <laughs> in these games. So um, history to be made. Yoki is getting very close to being the all-time blocks leader in K-State history. She is approaching the top rebounder in K-State history. And she still has a shot mm-hmm. this season to become the all-time scorer in K-State history, we did the math, though, earlier. Needs 20 points a game in Big 12 play with a minimum of one Big 12 tournament game and one NCAA tournament game. Minimum. Okay. So it can be done. By the way, she had seven blocks. Yes. At UCF. Yes. That helps you climb the leaderboard yes, it quite does. quickly if you can get seven blocks in a game once in a while. That is a season high for Aoka Lee. They were allowed a lot of leeway in terms of physicality in that game, which 
played very well into what K-State was wanting to accomplish that afternoon in, in Orlando. Well, and we've seen it all three games. The way the Big 12 will play Yoki. They are willing to give up a three-pointer mm-hmm. to double-team Yoki, and at times they were going to triple-team. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Mitty has done a pretty solid job, and this coaching staff has done a pretty solid job at any sort of adjustments. And, and Mitty said that you know typically when they go with adjustments, it's the players talking about it before he even gets in the locker room, and they make suggestions, and they'll go and they'll work from it from there. So this has been a lot of player input as to what they need to do differently with option number one, and that's the the, the lob to Aokali, unless you're tearing sides and you're looking for the old bounce pass once in a while. Because she's a little bit smaller than everybody else. One of the aspects of that to me that just is tremendous is that speaks to the basketball knowledge that each of them has. That they're able to go through and analyze as, as the game is going on what adjustments that they want to make when they get into the locker room. This is a great sign of how good this team is. Mm-hmm. Cats go on the road, they take care of business at UCF and win 77-52. to 52. A comfortable win by 25 on the road, and they didn't need the biggest game in the world from Aoka Lee. I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong. <laughs> I looked at the wrong schedule. It's very, uh, it's very similar though for the women against UCF, but they won in Orlando. Let me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to this real, real quick. 72-56. I didn't think it was a 25 point game. I looked at the wrong one, but they didn't need the biggest game in the world from. Aoka Lee, yes, she had her seven blocks. She finished with 12 points, six rebounds. She was the third leading scorer in the game. Serena Sundell has been absolutely hot lately, and it was the turnaround Jay in the paint that was working very well for Serena Sundell. By the way, Jalen Glenn, 16 points, three rebounds. She was perfect from the field, seven of seven. Has been a very underrated player for K-State. So they don't need Yoki to go off every game. They just right. need the guards to knock down a couple of shots. I mean, like Gabby Gregory didn't have a great game. She was 0 for 4 from 3. But you got you, you have some depth to pick up the slack. They have players that can have big games, maybe not consistently big games, but they have multiple options to go out and get a big game for you. Well, the great example is that Yoki found herself sidelined because of foul trouble against Houston. And yet... At no point did you feel like that that game was out of the control of K-State. They managed, without her, reaching double digits. I've also noticed uh, Yoki's done a better job of not picking up fouls mm-hmm. on rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she does get a little uh, get away with a little bit more than a normal <laughs> player would when it comes to swatting shots and defending. That's because she's get she's got that superstar status, yeah, maybe a little something bit like that. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, we continue with K State women's hoops. Earlier today, got to speak with Taryn Sides. You'll hear that coming up next. Uh, AJ messed up. Oops, I did. I think you could just hit the bed one more time. Is it is it right there? Try it again. Hold on, just one second. Oh boy. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. See, this is the amazing part about, you know, you come back from vacation and you forget everything that you knew. All right, don't worry about it. We got to get to Taryn's sides here. K-State freshman backup point guard in Taryn Sides from Phillipsburg, Kansas. I honestly didn't know where Phillipsburg was until You really today. didn't know? I looked it up. I had an idea where it was, but I couldn't, like, give you an educated guess, like, like pinpointed on a, on a map of Kansas. Oh, boy. I figured it out. It's straight west of Smith Center. It's about a three-hour drive from here. And she has had herself a pretty good season so far. We'll get to the numbers a little bit later here. I want to get to the interview right now. I caught up with Taryn Sides earlier today at the – K-State practice facility. This weather, it's uh, getting kind of nasty out there. Were you a cold weather person? Prefer like the summer? Absolutely not. I love the sun, the warm weather, have a nice tan, get to go outside and enjoy the weather. So. Were you a, a farm kid? You grew up in town? Um, that's a good question. It's kind of outside of town. It wasn't a farm, but my family has a farm like 20 minutes away that we would go to a lot when I was younger. Um, I was like, when I was little, when I was little, uh, I loved going to the farm and like petting the kittens and riding the four wheelers. But then as I got older and I just kind of stopped going because it just wasn't as fun anymore. <laughs> Why do you like living in the big city now? Um, I don't say a big city. But compared to it's big my, for most people. Yeah, compared to my hometown, yes. But I love it, actually. Um, yeah, just having options, um, meeting new people. The fans here are awesome. Um, just getting to know all the athletes has been fun, and I've enjoyed it a lot so far. Well, just tell me about your game from game one to now and how you've really grown as a player. Yeah, I think um, game one, uh, definitely coming in as a freshman, a little timid. Um, not super comfortable with the pace and physicality yet. Like, as you know, that's gonna happen compared to a small 3A school coming into a big D1. And um, compared to now, I think I've just the game has slowed down a little bit more for me. Starting to make better reads and um, just finding the open, open teammate and trying to do my job as best as possible. I mean, since day one for Aokali, ever since the lob was a, a play that worked very well, she's coached everybody and uh, how to get the ball to her, yeah. timing and all that. How has she coached you for you to get the ball to her? Yeah, I mean, like you said, she's like unstoppable. So to win, we got to get her the ball. Um, get her easy touches where she doesn't have three people on her. So when we reverse the ball, get some skips, um, maybe high-low, is when we found um, success getting her the ball one-on-one. I think she said that um, they, they've tried with you to bounce pass it to yeah. her. How well do you think that's worked? It's definitely helping because I'm smaller, so i got to play lower than everyone else. Um, I'm not going to be able to make passes over top of taller guards, uh, so, yeah, I'm still getting used to that, um, working below defenders, but it will definitely help me in the long run. Okay, so 
I think the way you jumped onto the scene and people got to know who Taryn Sides is is when you took that logo three at Iowa and, I mean, knocked it down, and that was when it was a tense game. It was close, like it was pretty much the whole game. Take me through that moment and the decision uh, to take that shot. Yeah, I mean, I dribbled the ball down. Everyone just kind of stopped for a second, and the girl was um, inside the three-point line, I think, guarding me. And I was like, why not? I've practiced this shot hundreds of times, and I'm confident in it. And so glad it turned out the way it did. But you don't do it very often. That may be the only time you've, I, I can't think of another time yeah. you've taken a long yeah. shot like that. You want, Do you want to do it more? Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to do what Mitty wants me to do, um, which play, open my uh, find my open teammates, make uh, passes to Yoki inside, and when that time comes, then I'll hit them. Is there a basketball player out there that you would compare your style of play to, or one you like to model your play? Um, honestly, not really. I never really like wanted to model my game after anyone else. I was just know working on myself and how I could get better in different ways I can contribute. Well how excited are you for this week now that you have Oklahoma and Texas Mm -hmm. both at home you guys can really prove a lot even though you already have you can prove a lot in those two games. Yeah this is a big week Um, if we can get two wins here that would be uh, ideal but yeah looking forward to Oklahoma first hopefully we get a dub there and then Texas I've been looking forward to that game for a while now, so I'm excited for that one, too. All right, Taryn, would you be willing to play a round of Meet the Wildcats? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Well, first question, did you have a favorite athlete growing up? I loved watching Steph Curry, still do, so he's my favorite athlete. Other than maybe a basketball player, what did you want to be when you grow up? Um, when I was really little, I wanted to be a doctor for some reason. I just thought it was so cool, but... What, do you have a, mu- a music guilty pleasure? Um, guilty pleasure? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I just listen to a lot of country, and when I'm working out, I kind of like the R&B. I wouldn't say that's guilty, but... Interested to know, do you have a favorite R&B artist? Um, I've been listening a lot to um, Alicia Keys lately. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? I'm really bad at song names. So. Yeah, what was that called? Okay. That's my, my boot. Yeah. That's my Usher. Usher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that one? I, made it. I keep on falling. Oh, that's a good one. That's my favorite one. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. I guess what peeve? Um, I hate when people are like chewing loudly or chewing aggressively. <laughs> that irks me. <laughs> What's your favorite TV show of all time? I like um, Outer Banks. All right, so if you really wanted to press in somebody with a dish you cook, <laughs> what would be that home run dish? Um, my mom makes this, and it's my favorite one. It's like meatballs with um, cheesy potatoes, like spinach dip, some you know, green beans and fruit. That's what I would go to. That's a wild combo. Yeah. That's a- you make it just as good as your mom Probably not. All right, what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, probably Party in the USA. I feel like that's a, that's a go-to. It is. Do, do you have any bad habits? Basketball-wise, yes. 
How is Aokalee as a roommate? She's okay at times. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's great. <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Definitely the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, who's stopping them? All right, Taryn, best of luck against Oklahoma tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. Taryn sides with a feature by Aoka Lee. <laughs> they're roommates, huh? Yeah, they, they, they're roommates. Yeah. And and Yoki was just criticizing every. I I cut some yeah. of that out. It, she criticized every answer. It was so funny. Yeah, you can tell who the veteran is and who the freshman is. Like Yoki was like hanging by the. I was we're right by the locker. She was kind of hanging by the door, listening to every question. Uh-huh. Had, to, had to chime in on every one, which was really funny. Uh, Taryn sides five points, three rebounds a game, but also, man, has done such a good job this year with her passing. Um, very rarely. Will you see a player that has a assist to turnover ratio of four point one and be a true freshman? freshman? Yeah, yeah, that is a remarkable, an insane number for Taryn Sides, who right now is averaging four point six assists per game. So that means she's only turning it over one time a game, and she's playing nearly twenty minutes a game as a true freshman mm-hmm. off the bench. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of um, addition that Coach Mitty picked up this year and how important she has been. I mean, if you watched her game one, she was not going to play 20 minutes a game. But she grew, and she grew very fast Mm -hmm. in her playing ability. 